Are you saying 600,000 people read what I say on Twitter? <laughs> well, we got to cash in on that. How about old white man says to a TV show? No. Who no. would watch this? Good morning, Greendale. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Here are your morning announcements. Today, we're talking, we're back, by the way. We took a hiatus. We took a hiatus, but we've come back to talk about community still. We're we're still going to do that, but mostly not. It's a brand new year, brand new semester. So we're talking season two, episode one, Anthropology 101. We've made it to Anthropology. But before we get to anthropology, w- actually, I forgot how this show goes. Usually, <laughs> I was, like, usually I was you go ask straight me. into the show, and I'm like, "Wait, there's a thing." And you know, you know, it, when you watch an old movie and it just says "scene not found," uh huh. That was my brain just now. I'm like, "Wait, hold on." There's a thing I do before we start talking about the show itself. Yes, and it's usually gone. you ask me a really weird question that leads into a tangent that we label the disastrous opening bit. Well, so far, this opening bit is more disastrous than most because I can't remember the disastrous part of it. Um, so let's just let's just talk about the Golden Girls, shall we? <laughs> uh, okay. Because Betty White is in this episode. Betty White is, in fact, in this episode. A, a universal treasure. Absolutely. You love and to I see it. And I want to know how much Golden Girls you've watched. I've watched very little. Um, I've not watched much. I remember it was on TV from time to time. Um, generally, I'd, I'd see the occasional rerun if I was like homesick from school or something because okay. they would like play a, a rerun in like the early afternoon um so i know i've seen a couple of episodes um i've never really gone back to watch them as an adult i just remember being very bored by it as a child sure because i didn't understand any of it yes and there's you know from what i understand of i i used to go to there used to be a uh burger place near me that closed and then turned into a bar but still has burgers it's very confusing it's kind of the same thing kind of the same thing as the golden girls well what <laughs> yes that the whole situation i mean the golden fair. girls the golden girls did uh stop being a thing and then they spun it off into a different show uh that was about them running a hotel so okay i actually did not know that that's <laughs> it's amazing. true it had it had don Cheadle in it it had i'm sorry it, it had, did hold on Don Cheadle, Golden, the Golden um, Palace. By the Golden chance? Palace, yes, that's the one. It had Don Cheadle in it. What the hell? It lasted wow. one season because nobody liked it. It sure did. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, I've gotten distracted. I uh, the the burger place used to have Golden Girls up on the TV for some reason. So I've watched okay. an episode or two while eating a burger. Um, that's closed captioned. And all I remember is that they're all kind of horny. <laughs> yes. I mean, I remember that, especially the one of them, um, whose name I forget. One of them is was particularly Blanche? I horny. I feel like Blanche was the horny one. I think that's right. Somewhere we've we've just made a bunch of podcast ghosts by not knowing anything about <laughs> hey, the Golden Girls, th- a topic that we decided... We decided to bring this up, Mike. I brought it up because I hoped you had something. <laughs> I mean, I Again, did. I told you. I told you about the Golden Palace, which had you, Don Cheadle in it. You knew more than I did about this show. This apparently, this franchise uh, of shows. Yeah. Okay. Um. Um. Yeah. That's about it for me. <laughs> so uh-huh. I'll just head out, I guess. Uh, the Golden Girls was also uh, noted for uh, talking a lot. Uh, about a lot of uh, issues um, in the day. They they took a pretty strong stance on uh, safe sex and um, uh, against uh, the, the stigma of AIDS back uh, when AIDS was still a very new thing that there, there, I mean, there continues to be stigma 
uh, about sure. it. But uh, there was even more. There was a time when there was even more, and Golden Girls took a very strong stance on it. Um, and so the Golden Girls is noted for uh, that. One of them had a son who wore uh, dresses and traditionally feminine clothing and um, took a pretty strong stance on on like that being an okay thing. That's most good. of what I most of what I'm talking about comes from having listened to the Your Favorite Problematic episode about it. Who uh, the women who are on that are much smarter than we are, and so much go more listen knowledgeable to that the instead Girls. of what is whatever nonsense that we're talking about right here. Unless you like listening to two unsmart <laughs> white dudes talking about a television show, they've probably seen a combined total of like six episodes of. That one of them thought might be a comedic uh, jump-off point to comedy, <laughs> and instead is a comedic jump-off point to, oh no, the whole thing crashed and burned. Maybe we should have just not come back from a hiatus. This just in, we've been canceled. So, uh, you know, we check were out always... our other podcasts. Uh, that's know. it. Bye. The end. Well, fortunately, both of us have other podcasts we can do. Um, and stay... Uh, so people, if they haven't you know dropped been like man these mike and ben guys they're doofuses i don't want to listen to them talk about things that are not the golden girls um <laughs> which again I mean, is not the concept of the show so there are a lot of other community podcasts out there <laughs> who talk a lot about they do a lot of deep dives on community the That's reason the reason anyone listens to us is because we're dinguses <laughs> we're the we're the dinguses who are like yeah, yeah, yeah. Community is a thing. By the way, did you know we know nothing about the Golden Girls except that the Golden Palace was a thing and Don Cheadle was on it? <laughs> I just love the, the fact that I, I'm not trying to laugh at the show while I'm making it, but it's just I really thought that you'd seen the show more than I, you had. And I thought there was something there. Usually I am the Abed in this case who knows an awful lot about other media uh but in this case nah dog not in I the least bit i would have done a better job if i had just started talking about sports at least then i could be like how about them jacksonville jaguars dunk like yeah and they're bad they were good for one week and then they were just bad the rest so yeah that disastrous bit was more disastrous than most <laughs> uh Anyways, uh, so what you're saying is we have to do a Golden Girls podcast when we're done with Community. Look, man, if only to get <laughs> this this stain off my permanent podcasting record. Well, not not seeing the Golden Girls. Let's move on and talk about Anthropology 101, the Community episode that we have both definitely seen. A hundred percent, we have seen. Uh, it starts uh, with a with a first day of class montage where everyone is getting out of bed in their respective homes. Abed's bedroom is, of course, adorned with a bunch of DVDs and movie posters. Sure. And Troy sleeps in Spider-Man PJs, which is very Troy. Mm hmm. And uh, those, uh, and Pierce has a big painting of a young himself, which is just a young Chevy Chase. Yeah uh above his bed it's all a lot of very good small details it's yes um i feel like the great thing about coming back into a second season of a show is now i mean community was very good always at really identifying who their characters were from the start um yeah. it's a thing that we talked about um a lot on um uh on season one and but now they've got a whole season behind them and so now they just really know who these characters are yeah. and so right off the bat with the the visual references um i also like that they the, it's the uh the fratellis is kind of backing this they're a song by the fratellis and it really fits the situation but there's a, there's a whole lot of stuff uh i don't want to spend too much time on it britta is sort of um she's the only one not hopping out of bed she is very nervous because we find out very shortly that she has not talked to any of the study group for the entire right. summer 
She's not answered any calls or texts or anything. Mm-hmm. She's been anxious for an entire summer, which I get. I totally get. Oh, man, the anxi- anxiety. Oh, boy. Right? Because previously on Community, uh, Britta told Jeff that she loved him in the middle of the transfer dance. And then uh, he walked out on her uh, and made out mm-hmm. with uh, an 18-year-old. And it was a mess that we famously did not care for that mess. And now we have to dig our way out of that mess that we did not care for. Britta Um, has not been digging her way out of that mess. She has been sitting just squarely off to the side, hoping the mess clears itself up, which is honestly my method of dealing with messes. Agreed. It's anxiety. I, I feel you, Britta. Um, The Dean, as Britta is walking into into campus the dean is giving announcements about there being a fresh dark dance at the cafeteria tonight because we have to have dances um and it also is exactly where britta professor love to jeff ha, wonderful uh-huh this is some great announcements um i feel like it Better helps us really lean into our uh um paradigm of these being greendale announcements Mm -hmm. because like the dean is doing what we're doing where he's just recounting events (laughs) we are we are basically doing what the dean does so it's like we are we have we have inserted ourselves into the canon of this show exactly and i love it we need to be on the community wiki thank you very much there is a push among all the uh, community podcasters that if they do make a community movie, we should all get to uh, have parts in it. And I'm telling you, we should be the guys doing the announcements. I'd be fine with it. I, I don't need to be on screen physically. I'm fine right? with it. We can just be like, good morning, Greendale. It feels like it's been 10 years. Like, you just start out with that, you know? Just do what all the reboots and then, do. And then I, of course, have no clue and start talking about the Golden Girls, you know, as <laughs> as classic. Uh-huh. And classic. then Abed can say something about the Golden Girls, and then we're off. Exactly. See, that's see, how the this, movie starts. This script writes itself. That means you and I start the movie. I love it. Holy crap. That is intense. The first voice that you hear in Community the Movie is Ben saying, Good morning, Greendale. That isn't, that's a lot of pressure. Whew. Okay. Whew. Well, fortunately, right. we've gotta, been on I our gotta... VO. We, we need to be in our mm-hmm. VO space. All right. I'll go first. Good morning, Greendale. I, I mean, feel like so... I nailed that. I feel like I nailed that. It's a lot of pressure. I hope I don't screw it up. So here we go. Good morning, Grarmdale. No. Oh, no. Okay. We're going to have to roll it back and try again. That was a dumb joke <laughs> and I regret making it. Troy is now living with Pierce. Pierce is being weird and racist, like he always does. And Troy is just taking everything that Pierce says and tweeting it to uh, an account called Old White Man Says. Which still exists and has been inactive since October 11th, 2010. Uh, yes, understandable. <laughs> <laughs> I just did a little wish, bit of extra I research. I just Twitter account out. had been inactive since 2010. Uh, just logging into Twitter these days. Hey-yo. So- Hey-yo. It's a hellscape. Old White Man Says is obviously a very direct uh, reference to uh, the Blank My Dad Says account, uh, which was an account where a guy just tweeted all the weird stuff that his dad would say, uh, later turned into a television show starring William Shatner, which I famously hated. Uh, I have seen that. You could have let off with that. I could have talked all about Blank My Dad Says on CBS starring William Shatner. No, but, but no, here's the thing. You that's went, that's you went less with the tangential. That is referenced in the show itself. I can't do that. In the study room, Jeff and Annie are being really weird. They go to like handshake and hug at the same time. And honestly, I get it because, you sure. know, a couple of months ago, uh, they made out a little bit. Um, I, I'm awkward with pretty much everybody I make out with. And that is, uh, w- the list is one person and it's my wife. And I'm totally awkward with her. <laughs> Britta has not returned anybody's calls or emails all summer long. That is multiple months with Britta just being AWOL, which is kind of a lot. Yeah, it's it's a little concerning. Uh, and they're like, what if, 
we should wait for Britta, but what if she never comes back? And then they're they're really sad. And then Pierce says, hey, did anybody see Toy Story 3? And they're, everybody's like, yes, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen Toy Story 3? I have. It's very good. I've not. Because oh. I have failed everyone by not watching that or The Golden Girls. Um, <laughs> you can so only that- <laughs> not have seen one thing, Ben. Uh-huh. And I made my choice with the Golden Girls, but now I want to have my cake and not eat it too. So it is true. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I, I'm like, I know Toy Story four exists, and I don't know if I've seen that. And I was like, D- have I seen Toy Story three? And then I looked up the plot, and I'm like, yep, I definitely have seen that because I cried at that. Yeah, I heard everyone cried a lot at Toy Story three, and I'm like, I, I don't. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I, I'm I'm still mad at y'all for up. So like, <laughs> that's fair. That's a good response to up. <laughs> speaking speaking of Disney movies, I watched Frozen last night, and I was like, "Dang, that is a Disney ass movie." <laughs> Disney ass movie. <laughs> I mean, it was well made, well put together. It was. It was, some of the casting was interesting. Kristen Bell was. Uh, Love Kristen Anna. Bell. She's great. And I like I would listen to Anna say something. I'm like, wait, that sounds like Eleanor. Why does it sound like Eleanor? But like higher pitched and not as awful? Oh, it's because it's Kristen Bell. Uh back so to yeah, the they, good place we go. They, so we're gonna do a good place podcast after. We probably the actually Girl should do that one. We like that show. We do. Um and it's only I feel like there's a four list seasons of with like 13 episodes a piece. So we're not really locking ourselves yeah. into something so long. I feel, I do feel like our fans are compiling a list of all the shows that we say we're going to do as a podcast. I mean, we've got, we've gotten a couple of specific requests like, Hey, you guys should do this one. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, I'd, I mean, I would do an avatar to the last airbender. Somebody, I would as well. somebody awesome. said we should do that. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'd do that. Anyways, they're talking about Toy Story three, and Britta pops up as long as we can do been... Cora, because I wanted to. I have deep thoughts about Pabu. Okay, I mean, yeah, we can we can do that too. It's all good. My, uh, my Britta... deep thoughts are I love Pabu. Okay, that's it. <laughs> I guess I've I've undersold my point. Super deep. Britta, <laughs> as often, uh, pops up from the the couch where she has been lying down, uh, unbeknownst to everyone. And they're like, oh, hey. And in the background, Troy is like, hey, Toy Story 3, how's it going? Which you know, the, I love. The, it's very good. It also flawless like, save. There's so many great anxious moments of this show. And like every time I like Troy says something wrong and just kind of rolls with it. It's like, oh, man, I do this all the time. I do this every day. I do this on the podcast. Britta is like, look, okay, it was it was awful. I wish I could erase that entire night, and I'm sorry. And she is also just really upset because everywhere she goes now, mm-hmm. here in the school, all the women are kind of whispering and like looking at her and kind of whispering to themselves. And um, she's not cool with that until she leaves the study room. And she realizes that they all are doing this because they think that Britta is the coolest Mm -hmm. um, and that she's fearless and honest. So all of a sudden, Britta is just like, yeah, this rules. Yeah. And she spoke from her heart and they ask for her autograph. And Jeff's like, I don't like where this is going. And then immediately turns around to see Annie and tell them and have a discussion about discretion and that the kiss was a mistake. And Annie's like, it's forgotten. But we didn't just kiss. We Frenched. I read it she, in. <laughs> she looked it up on the the makeout o meter or something, and and then like, she realizes she has to say National Review. But you should know, we didn't just kiss; we technically Frenched. I checked the makeout meter in this month's issue of National Review. She's also doing that like really coy, like hair twirling bit yeah. that Allison Brie is way too good at. Yes, um, agreed. Allison like, Brie, I think, is just good at things. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, she is she is doing a real good job selling this like obviously mm-hmm. Annie is still horny for that one. So That you know. is a way to put it, I suppose. <laughs> Was not the way I expected. But that's fine. Uh Jeff doesn't like where that's going. With good reason. He, he, not a lot is going well for Jeff right now. 
with good reason. <laughs> Fair point. They go to anthropology. Senor Chang, who is no longer Senor Chang, because he he's not a Chang. He, he, he's student Chang. He's in anthropology. They accuse him of joining anthropology just to because he wants to hang out with the study group. And he's like, nah, man, have you read the description on this? Weaponry, genital mutilation. This is my jam, which, holy crap, that's a terrible jam yeah. to have. I wrote down some like in my notes, just like, damn, Chang, what the hell? Britta walks in to massive applause. Uh, she is just living her best life. Her day started terrible, and now she is basking in the glory of mm-hmm. her peers and well-wishers. Starburns also comes in, and he has added a hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abed says that Starburns had grown reliant on his sideburns, but craved identity beyond them, so he added his hat. I mean, I get that. You're always kind of like one-upping and looking for that next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a dangerous playing- game. It really is. Uh, almost as dangerous as Man, the most dangerous game of all. It's true. Um, you're ge- you're or, getting closer to Man when you add a Or hat. Monopoly, also a very dangerous game. So <laughs> It's true. I was playing Animal Crossing a while ago, and uh, I have a villager, Roscoe, who is a goth horse. Um, you know, a normal he's, thing. He's all black and wears all black. And I was like, I'm going to give him this black top hat. And then the moment I gave him the black top hat and he put it on, I'm like, oh, no, I've created Starburns. <laughs> 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 like, he he thankfully doesn't wear it very often. But every time he does, I'm like, I've created <laughs> Starburns. Yeah, so. I can see why why a black hat would not be great on Roscoe. Uh, I did look him up. Uh that being said, I do love the idea that you're like, oh, I'm having this nice, fun escapist thing. Oh, no, I've created Starburns. I have to escape that. I'm living my best life on this idyllic island with all my best animal friends. And Starburns. And then Starburns shows up. And I'm like, crap. <laughs> Although I love Roscoe. He's a great, cool goth horse. And he's amazing. And if we- he ever leaves, I will literally die. It's it's important, though, that he doesn't continue to cosplay Starburns. It's, <laughs> it's almost non-negotiable. Um, Actually, now that I think about it, can I somehow get to your island and gift him a vest? If I could get that to happen, <laughs> then I think I might get back in, <laughs> into Animal Crossing for that goal specifically. For that one goal, just to make Roscoe more like Starburns. Yes, as much like Starburns as is possible. Okay, you need to teach him to say creepy things about 18-year-olds, and... As long as I just get it to say Annie's boobs are hot or something, it can make it work. (laughs) Abed, meanwhile, is looking for ways to improve things this year, because, you know, last year had a real season one vibe to it, Mm -hmm. so, like, this year he really wants to up that game. Yeah, he wants to move out of some of the relationship drama into fast-paced escapades. Love escapades. Abed does also explain to Jeff that Britta had put herself out there and Jeff walked away, making her the underdog to everybody. So but that is why she's getting so much applause. Right. Because as always, Abed, uh, he's a watcher. He knows he knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the professor for this class comes in, which uh, I'll have to bleep it later, but it's worth it. In my notes, I wrote, it's Betty fucking white. Yes, absolutely. Betty f- white a universal treasure uh she's she is playing uh professor bauer um who who immediately asks everybody what separates man from animal starburn suggests <laughs> divorce and kind of laughs kind of like ah i'm being so i'm being so edgy and professor bauer shoots him with a trank dart to the center of one of his starburns yeah she's got real good aim like dead center of the burn it's very good uh and then she's like actually it's tools that's what separates man from animal i'm not exactly sure if that's accurate because i know that you know some birds can use tools and historically that is sort of the way that we have defined uh what makes us different but yes crows are notoriously do use tools and um, same with like uh 
apes there, and orangutans. Yeah, there are a couple of species of uh, monkeys and apes that use like blades of grass to like fish uh, ants out of uh, things. So mm-hmm. like, you know, sorry BFW, but it's it's more than just man. I bet we're we're I, with the crows now. I bet uh, our listeners didn't expect a, an actual fact about anything to be shown up in this <laughs> podcast. Hey, I don't know anything about the Golden Girls. I know a few things about crows, my dude. <laughs> that feels very millennial. Uh, it's true. It really is. <laughs> Although, actually, a lot of millennials are going back and watching the Golden Girls. So, honestly, as if I really want to lean will into be as it. Well. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Professor Bauer uh, says that they for the first assignment i would like you to form tribes of no more than eight and if you can mix up the races or you'll be surprised at how quickly things get awkward i i i did not put it uh word by word i suggested that she said in very poor terminology it should be diverse tribes but that's fine um she does say that welcome to anthropology there will be a diorama in this class and everybody groans which I, I get totally dioramas suck unless you're that kind of person that really loves to do dioramas. And if that's the case, by all means, I just suck at them and I don't enjoy the process of making them. Look, when I'm in high school and I'm showing up to class and class is like, make some dioramas. I'm like, fine, whatever. When I am paying for my education and class is like, we're going to make some dioramas. I'm like, screw you. Unless this is this diorama sucks. class, I do not want to do it. Um, I was about to say I majored in dioramas, but I did go to school for art, and I don't want anyone to think I actually went to school for dioramas. <laughs> so I really like the... Okay, wait, hold on. I can't actually dunk on myself in this one because it actually is too real. Out in the cafeteria, Troy is now just baiting pierce into say weird stuff for old white guy says yeah tell me again why jewish people wear yarmulkes half a hat saves money thank you half a hat that is so offensive <laughs> i love a white man says very anti-semitic <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's it's getting views on on twitter yeah sometimes you just gotta you gotta sell your soul for twitter followers Follow at Good Greendale. <laughs> Chang comes up to Jeff and asks if Jeff's found an quote eighth dork for your tribe of dorks. Uh, is it too late to call this podcast Tribe of Dorks? I don't see a problem with that. I mean, we do. We would have to change the entire. Well, a we would no longer be the announcements guys at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. But we could probably turn it into we are the tribe of dorks or something like that in the sh- in the movie. If we're, if we're I'm just I'm I'm thinking about the movie, not mm-hmm. even necessarily the branding, but we have to think about how we're going to be cast in this movie. Mm-hmm. Tribe of dorks dot com is available uh, for that's, fifteen dollars a year. That is surprising to me. I feel I figure that's that somebody would be taking that. I could get tribe of dorks dot inc for a, a mere two thousand dollars a year. I've never heard dot ink. Uh-huh. I mean it assumes that we've got a whole uh incorporated business or surrounding tribe well, of Well, I mean to pay two thousand dollars around tribe of dorks dot ink, I think I would have to have a business that makes at least two thousand dollars a year, which I don't believe this <laughs> does. Uh we certainly do not make that kind of money. Uh patreon.com slash back to futurama. Um We are getting so, so good at selling ourselves to you, our listener. Jeff Yes, Jeff assumes um, that he that Chang wants to be in the study group still, and but he's too proud to ask. And Chang apparently calls up his rem- like phone banking to tell Jeff exactly how much is in his uh, checking account, which is twenty three dollars and twenty cents. Kind of as a way to say, I'm not too proud to do anything. And then he walks away because he got Changed. Sure. Yeah, let's go a, with There's a lot going on with Chang in this episode. Even the lunch lady kind of hates Jeff for what he did to Britta. She is being very 
rude. It is unfortunate that the lunch lady does not have a canonical name. I did look for the canonical name. I didn't. There is not one. Th- this is the thing that pushes Jeff over, and so he walks over to Britta and pulls her aside, and and he wants her to help all of this blow over. Um, and Britta is, of course, high on her own drama. So high on her own drama. When she is accused of being high on her own drama, she does exactly what you just did. Slam some sort of pudding. I wasn't exactly sure. I, it kind of looked like applesauce, maybe. But yeah, pudding could work. Oh, yeah, could have been applesauce. Mm-hmm. It was definitely she, she something liquidous. Some sort of food on his face. Like a gel. Yeah. And then she, you know, continues to get accolades because she is just the coolest. Yeah, she does her snake dance and is like, the people's champion. And yeah, the the whole like mini party starts in the cafeteria, which like Britta with power apparently gets stuff done. She's just like, it's party time. She does a really bad snake dance and people are like, hell yeah. Like Troy's literally got some hot girl uh, like piggybacking on him yeah. and uh takes her to the uh cleanest bathroom so i yes. have to assume some sort of sexual sh- shenanigans yeah were going I, on <laughs> yeah jeff uh troy does immediately apologize like sorry jeff i gotta go where to where the heat is jeff winger you're a jerk <laughs> the only person really staying by jeff's side is annie who is still uh as i as i as i said earlier i believe horny for this yep you did say that earlier, and you've said it again. It's just such a bad... It, I mean, like, I guess she is, but she's more interested in the whole thing rather than just what you are when you're horny for this one. So she's like, there's still someone who's, who's uh, you know, by your side. Maybe someone who, who uh, deserves to be with you. And he's like, all women deserve to be with me and vice versa. Which is... A statement. It's a lot. <laughs> there's, there's, Jeff is basically proclaiming that he is uh, both a universal blood donor and a universal blood receiver, which is <laughs> a, a big statement. <laughs> what a way to put that. Wow. I wasn't anticipating that, but that is incredible. Wow. Okay. Annie is like, oh, you know, but uh, maybe someday you might, you know, like settle down or whatever. And, and Jeff is like, wait, if I did that, I could beat Britta at her own game. So the game is on. The game is afoot. Later on in anthropology, Professor Bauer, BFW, is drinking her own urine as a restorative uh substance yep she does try to get somebody else to take a sip because it is the yogis in india claim it uh uh it it is restorative but nobody will so she has to take a sip with her her wacky straw okay more of my urine for me (laughs) look i'm gonna i'm gonna say maybe the grossest thing i've ever said on this podcast Maybe on, on any of my podcasts, and you know the other podcasts I do. Th- this, this, everyone, I want you to be ready to clip this out of your audio file and put it onto Twitter or wherever you need to put this, possibly even a ringtone. Let's go. I'm pretty sure Starburns would have at least tried it. You know, somehow I was expecting <laughs> grosser. I don't know. Something about that just screams truth rather than gross. It can be two things. It can be gross and true. Sure, but it's truer than it is gross somehow. I don't know why. I'm I'm like ninety percent sure that like she'd be she'd be up there doing and Starburns would just be like, Yeah, all right, hit me up with that. Like Well, uh the they get an assignment from Professor Bauer. Uh their tribe is to identify uh given a box of nine tools identified the most important tool out of the box. They were all important for humanity, but one was the most important. Mm-hmm. Um, In uh, high school, I was I was voted the most important tool out of the box. So, Hey, it's really good <laughs> to have superlatives, my friend. So I'm really proud of you for that. Uh, 
Yes. Actually, I went to a high school where we had a graduating class of like 700 people. So the fact that anyone knew my name was surprising. So That is fair. That is a good superlative. <laughs> I was Somebody not knew my voted, name. I was certainly not voted most anything. That's for damn sure. Most likely to b- blend in with a crowd. Uh-huh. And it's just a photo of a crowd. Yeah, a photo of a crowd. And it just Am says, I even in that photo? Who knows? Probably not. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jeff has a question and he uses this time not as a question for Professor Bauer but for as a question for Britta uh, and instead of a question kind of just says I love you <laughs> it's not there's the, he, we're, we're playing fast and loose with the class concept um, um, I mean there's a lot going on here it's not a question it's it's not a question. It's not relevant to anthropology, I don't think, unless I'm misunderstanding anthropology. It's about tools and boxes, which is basically just sex. You, Anyways. I really like the fact that you, you prefaced the, the Starburns thing with, with what you did, and then you just said the words that you just said. So that was the grossest thing I've ever said on my podcast. Okay, got it. No, it's just that the, that one level... That in your mind, one of these is on that level, and one of them is just something to throw away. Like, yeah, it's fine. Just want to put that out there. Okay. Uh, so he does actually ask a question, though, and um, he he says to Britta, "Do you love me too?" And she says, "More than anything in the world." And then they start leaning in, and he's like, "So it begins the greatest relationship ever known," and then the weirdest make out in the maybe in the history of television i i don't want to see a weirder one man um they are awkward as hell and they're like doing that it it says in the closed captioning groan groaning which Mm -hmm. is kind of accurate it's not like a good kiss moan that you do it's more like ah 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 kind of thing i uh uh, don't generally uh, shout out other community podcasts, um, although they're all great people, and mm-hmm. um, you know uh, it's all. We good. love like, to be part of the community of we love to be part of the community community. Uh, but I will shout out um, Advanced Community Studies here um, because uh, I think this is maybe his favorite gif of all time because he tweets it three times a day. He tweeted it <laughs> at us. <laughs> Today, as I said, I just watched uh, Anthropology 101. Uh, I think it's a signature GIF, so um, that's a thing. Sometimes you just gotta tweet a GIF of people kissing in a way that is not kissing or enjoyable in any way. We have lost the plot on this one. We are thinking about weird kissing. A little bit. Um back in the cafeteria Britta and Jeff are what I listed as aggressive smooching because they are taking turns saying really aggressively uh-huh. uh, things that they like about each other or being with each other and then stealing quick smooches and then they just start making out I'm gonna love you forever good I'm gonna love you forever I don't believe you why don't you want me to no I do bring it and then Jeff is like, I downloaded some music that makes me think of you. Let's listen it together, each with one earbud. And, uh, and even the way that you said it doesn't quite get the point across. He's very aggressive when saying it. It's very weird. I, I called it performatively loving each other as hard as they can. But I didn't add in. in it was just like, they're just so on top of each other and it's like for other people. Yes. Um it's wild. It uh Shirley, Annie, and Abed all seem to be watching this, by the way, which is just an odd framing of this. Cause they're like at a different table and they're all they're all in a semicircle kind of watching. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. I mean um, if Shirley if won- two oh. if two of your friends were off uh, uh just a little a little ways from you and they were doing this. Uh, just this aggressive, performative uh, romance, you would be transfixed too. 
I don't want to hear any lies about how you wouldn't be. You would also be staring at this like, what the hell is going on? The, there is that, but there is also the, I, I don't have the spoons to react to this situation right now. I have to do something else. Mm-hmm. Which is maybe why Annie goes off to, uh, she, she sort of, her physicality intimates that she's going to go vomit. And um, mm-hmm. Abed suggests that maybe he and Shirley spin off into their own thing. Like maybe they could open a hair salon together. Right. And he's, he's bored. He's bored because this is, uh, this, he wanted adventures and Shirley says it's selfish because their relationship is an adventure and Abed gets an idea. Mm-hmm. I do like that Abed specifically uh, makes a callback to paintball from last season Mm -hmm. because paintball was, I think, the second to last episode of the season. Yes. Maybe maybe third to last. I I think think it's second second to last. last. And, you know, we did talk about it. We should probably know this. Yeah. Then we took a month off and time has no meaning. Yeah. It's it was also like it was like we stopped recording yesterday, but also a month ago, but also a billion years. Modern Warfare is the third to last episode. Uh, oh, what's the one between one. that and English as a second language? Oh, it's the one where they have to do their final. Right. Got it. Um, but yeah, well, so good thing we knew that without having to look it up. Look at us. I, so knew, smart I knew it we the are. whole time. So I'm uh, assuming because yes. of your editing magic, you can make it sound like we did. We knew that off the gate. So yeah, I do like that he calls he calls back to that because it's like, you know, you have an episode like Modern Warfare toward the very mm-hmm. end of the season. It has ascended to these like weird, strange new heights. And then like to come back to a season two opener where it's just, it's kind of like, I mean, yeah, they're, you know. Going to class and having a relationship kind of maybe mm-hmm. so it is it is sort of a nice like you know self uh examination of sort of that roller coaster of of action that's a good point yeah uh in high school i was voted most likely to be a roller coaster of action so in the study room that doesn't seem accurate at all <laughs> in the study room they are trying to figure out which of the nine tools uh, is the most important? Pierce, of course, says, fair warning, it's my penis. Shirley picks up a, an axe and says it's the cross for Christianity. Abed points out it's an axe. Jeff and Britta are still being, like, really weird. Yeah, and Jeff so comes Abed, in late because he was in his car loving Britta. And it seems to be like you'd have to be together for that, but that's fine um tools and boxes and whatever so abed <laughs> i've broken i've broken and, and it only takes three words it should take more than three words abed suggests that they propose because they just they keep declaring their love for each other so aggressively and so they freak out and then britta scrambles to grab the ring, ring back and then she proposes to jeff and jeff accepts Shirley bursts out into this like thank the lord you're getting married i was so worried about your souls ever since you had premarital sex on the table i will say that abed has run out to go get something so he does not hear that Uh Um, everyone still at the table kind of recoils a bit annie in disgust troy in excitement and pierce just seems kind of dazed right like Troy is like, oh, awesome. Like he he goes from disgust to just being like, hell yeah, man. Get it on, that on this table. Tools and boxes. On the table, baby. God, now you've got me doing it. Hey, what can I say? I'm a trendsetter. No challenging words, only challenging <laughs> concepts. Hashtag tools and boxes. So oh God, if this is that's gonna actually trend if if anything <laughs> If I know anything about this trash here, that's going to trend. This starts a whole fight because um, there's a lot going on here. Boy, Annie gets so upset that she punches Jeff and then she's like, you slept with her and then you kissed me during this. This argument, Abed comes back in with balloons and an Irish singer and a George Clooney impersonator and also Leonard's there playing guitar um if there's a lot man uh uh-huh there's a whole they're like setting up the comedy writers from the uh Mm -hmm. uh kick puncher uh episode always love to see them come in very good setting up setting up like a whole wedding thing 
And uh, so this is while this while that's going on. Um, Jeff made out with Annie. What? When? Where? Yeah, where? That's inappropriate. I'm assuming on the mouth. Not the first time I've heard a joke about you know where did uh, sure. Where did someone kiss you? And it's like it's uh, they were asking about location, ge- geographical location, right. rather than anatomical not, location. Yeah, yeah. And it you actually kind of works. <laughs> it's it's not the it's not like a laugh out loud side splitting comedy, but like I always kind of appreciate those yeah, it's, jokes. It's a little clever, and I and and I just it's, uh, it's always going to be just a little clever, and I'm kind of here for it. Yeah, it's like huh, that kind of um, humor. So, Unlike all of uh, our humor, which is like, ha ha, these guys are doofuses. Uh-huh. I mean, earlier we were dinguses. I don't remember wh- why we're... Dingus, wingus, doofus, it's all the same. They they are all arguing and getting into a giant shouting match. Um, and um, the, the Irish singer is singing a whole song about how uh Britta's jerry jerrying Britta's marrying jeffrey winger and the weirdest thing about this scene is this song of all songs of all possible songs occasionally just pops into my head <laughs> where i'm just like sitting there and then all of a sudden it's like and i bet hired an irish singer Britta's marion Britta's marion Britta's marion jeffrey winger well, I mean, it is it is a it is a parody of uh, linger. So, and that's a good song. So, I get it. You just but have I don't linger get, in your I don't head. get linger in my head. I get this in my head. Well, yeah, you you get linger in your head with the wrong words, and the wrong words are from Community. So, uh, I'm giving you an out, my friend. At one point, Troy went from being like yeah man you boned on the table to being like wait like when there's three sprinkled donuts you don't eat one and then lick the others and then Britta's and like are is anybody gonna be upset with the fact that we're donuts in this no 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 okay pierce finds out that it's because somebody lets it slip that pierce is uh old white guy says uh old white man says old white uh, man whatever says, yes um and then he's like wait I'm old white man says no wonder he says everything I'm thinking. Well, there you go. And he does confront Troy physically. <laughs> I do want to point out, I don't think we mentioned this. Uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff does uh, kind of get after Shirley for not understanding twilight and not understanding human urges and then gets and onto Britta for blurting I love you to everyone who sleeps with them. And Britta's like, I never loved you. Which Jeff's like, ah, I won, I won, and high fives the priest. Yeah, the, the priest high five is a good background uh, visual. It's also, y- yes, this woman didn't love me. High five me, priest. It's very, a lot. there's a lot happening. Um. Mm-hmm. But this is, uh, and after all of this, because, you know, every episode of Community almost needs yelling at everybody else. Abed gets his stuff and starts to leave. And Jeff's like, where are you going? Abed's like, I, I hereby can call you canceled. It's like, good, cancel us. Your gimmick is very season one. After that whole thing, they go to anthropology the next day. I do want to, sorry, I don't mean to kind of jump in, but Abed does like say like, I can tell life from TV. TV has structure and likable leading men, but in life we have this and you, Jeff, which is a harsh burn from Abed. But you know, he, Abed calls him like he sees him. Whale biologist. Like a whale biologist. Uh, So. Call back to, uh, back to the Futurama. So they they go to anthropology. Jeff has a big bandage on his nose, and he sits in the back of the class next to Starburns. Because nobody else is interested in interacting with him in any way. Right. And uh, Starburns is like, yeah, but I mean, missionary accomplished, right? Oh. I mean, isn't... But see, gross. it's gross. It is gross, but he does have a good point where he's like, isn't the whole reason that you got together with that group to bang the blonde? Yes. Like... He has a point... But at the same time, he delivered his point grossly. Therefore, his point is less uh, less correct now. It's just as correct. It's just very gross. Yes. 
Um, but yeah, a, a, he, a gross clock is right twice a day. It's a common saying. Common. So, uh, so yeah, like he, he had sex with Bretta and he made out with Annie. And then he says, what more could you have gotten out of that group? As if having human relationships is just sex. Right. He was right. And then now it's the time of the day where the gross clock is not right because he's right. now wrong. Yes. So he had his moment in the in the sun. And, and now he's now gross. He's gross again. Um, this is when Professor Bauer asks for everyone's uh, presentations of their assignment. Um, and Jeff raises his hand. Uh, Bauer calls him out on it because she remembers previous history in this show, which is exciting. At least someone does. So somebody does. Jeff says that the most important tool wasn't any of the nine in the box. Uh, he says that the most important tool is respect, um, which Chang calls out as gay, which I only bring up because it's one of the more gifable community moments. Yes, um, there's a lot of people using that for things, and I don't think they know what it was originally was for. Because it, I mean, it just mostly, looks like him yelling in a thing, but he's, you know, it's, you know, probably. Right. Most, mostly I don't, when I see the gif, it's not him shouting gay. And usually when it is, it's people being like, yeah, gay stuff is really cool. Like they've, they've taken it and they're like, hell yeah, that's gay and it's awesome. Right. No, but I've seen people do that. Like say it to the, say it louder for the people in the back. It's like, that's not what he's right. That's right, not right, right. happen. Uh, okay. No, that's, that's, that's what I was saying. Like most of the time people aren't using it in that original context. Oh, okay. It's just here's, here's yeah. Ken Jong yelling shouting. something. Yeah. And yeah, I've I, added I only my heard own text. the second part. I think Discord gave me a little bit of a. He gives this whole speech about the importance of respect and about how you know that that's what separates us from animals and how you know we need each other to survive and blah 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 blah. It's a pretty good speech, uh, Professor Bauer BFW. She doesn't buy it. Um, she's like actually. The most important tool is combining all the tools together into one super weapon. Yeah, it turns into some kind of like crossbow looking thing. And he, she's like, okay, I will use this to attack you. And you can use respect to defend yourself. And then he, she basically chokes him to unconsciousness. And he says, I respect you. And she says, that's why you fail. It's yeah, very BFW good image. turns into a real badass here. Uh, I'm uh, not, yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's great. I mean, I wouldn't. She's being a terrible person. Oh yes, but she's doing it awesomely. Yeah. So she just has the wrong uh, venue for this kind of action. Mm -hmm. Like if she was doing something like this in an in an MMA ring, that would be. First off, I don't want to put Betty White in an MMA ring, but it would be cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, also, he I don't gets... think crossbows are allowed in MMA. Now I think about it. Oh, maybe. But anyways, he gets uh, he gets choked out. The most and... dangerous game MMA with crossbows. And uh, he gets choked out, and Pierce tries to revive him by splashing some of. Uh, Betty White's urine onto Jeff's face. Mm -hmm. And it does mm -hmm. not work, surprisingly. No. Some time passes and Jeff wakes up in the medical room. And Annie's like, okay, the professor got suspended and we got an automatic A. Which good. So she's, she's excited because she got an A. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I do love how Annie, like, the top level is we got an A. Okay, great. Now, now I can go to other things. But the uh -huh. important thing is the A. The group is all like, we decided you had the right answer. Uh, we should all work on respecting each other more. Mm -hmm. um, and Troy offers to deactivate. Old white man says um, and mentions that there are 600,000 followers. And then Pierce is like, wait, 600,000 people read what I say on Twitter. We got to cash in on that. What about old white man says the TV show? Literally everyone pans it immediately. Not unlike bl blank. My dad says, uh huh. Yeah. This is, this is again, very direct reference to, uh, cause I, at the time blank, my dad says was a new brand new TV yeah. show on CBS. And it, it premiered was, the same day as this episode coming out. It was hot garbage. 
Uh, I have famously gone on a whole rant on our previous podcast about how I laughed at one joke in oh, the entire season. Oh, I do season. remember that. We're going to watch that TV show that he starred in about the Twitter account, Blank My Dad Says. No. God, no. <laughs> Did you ever Why? watch that? No, absolutely not. <laughs> it was so bad. I, I noticed from the the advertisements. It was it was so bad, Mike. It was really, really, really bad. I could um, I could spot that from a mile away. I watched the entire first season of it for some reason. Why? Because I kept wanting it to be good. Because it's because that Twitter account, the blank my dad says uh, account, was pretty funny. Um, I am blown away by this B, shocking admission. B. William Shatner, like I wanted it to be good, and I just kept waiting for it to be good. There was one, there was literally one, one joke <laughs> that was any good, and is going to bring it back around. I promise. First off, you waited a season to find a joke in a show. As as just what I want to say, real fast. In a what I'm assuming is a comedy show, it was a cry for help. So, like this podcast. Um, but no, the the one joke in the entirety of in the entirety of this because I don't think they got a second season. No, I should so hope bad. not. So the entire the only good joke in the entirety of the thing. Oh, I'm ready for this. Was his son sets him up on a date, and they go out to a bar, and it happens to be karaoke night, and his son's like, just just put in for like a song, just you know, pick one out of the book, and like you know, like Rocket Man. And then he looks, William Shatner's character looks at his son and just gives this look that's just like, oh man, that's great and meta because like, he, he's just like, no, no, not doing that one. And <laughs> only funny joke in the entirety of the series. It was a waste of my time, but I watched the whole freaking first season. I did this to me. You did this to you. I, I feel like I rec- I saw this I saw this television show coming out based off of a Twitter account and I'm like, there's no way. And avoided it. And it sounds like I did the right thing. Cause <laughs> if did. that's the funny joke in that I mean it's good. It's it's fu- it's a fine joke. Uh-huh. I it I mean, I imagine you calling it good because everything else was direct. Oh no. When you when you are when you are starved for goofs. Yes, when when you just have not laughed in forever, that Rocket Man bit is just like it is. It is you not having eaten for three days, and then the juiciest filet mignon comes out on a plate just for you, and you're like, "Oh yeah!" It turns out it was a Big Mac the whole time. I just want to argue. You're saying <laughs> you're saying it's a Big Mac. I. I don't think I think it's a single blueberry. We have just so much content. I don't remember it all anymore, but I do remember that. That's very good. One one joke. Anyways, uh, so they they dunk on blank. My dad says the CBS show starring William Shatner. Abed says he was so busy trying to make the first week great that he didn't realize there was something great going on in front of them the whole time. An old woman drinking her own pee. And everyone's like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's actually pretty great. No, that's pretty great. Um, Chang comes in and says, I, you know what? I do want to be part of the study group. Is there room in the group for me? And Jeff's like, we've been through some stuff today. Could you give us some time to think about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to point out that the way he asks this is he says, is there any room in this pocket for a little spare Chang? Because he's starting to go real hard on these Chang puns. He he did he did a little bit in season one, but he's picking it up in season it's, two, and it it I mean, ain't gonna stop. Three in this episode, it's is not gonna stop, friendos. This is the future of Chang. The future the future of Chang. Chang agrees to letting them have time and heads out. Jeff's Jeff kind of immediately says, eh, "We'll probably let him in eventually. This group can handle anything." Uh, yep. And then uh, he's like, "What's?" What's the worst? Uh, what's the worst that could go with Chang? And then it cuts to a weird Gollum Smeagol thing where he's talking with himself in the study room. Um, I ha- I wrote down none of the dialogue. Uh, oh, me neither. 
But it, it, if you've seen Lord of the Rings, you know what's up. If you've seen this episode, you also know what's up. You yeah, watched if, it. If you don't need you to tell you what it is. <laughs> My favorite part. We've told you everything that happened through this episode. But this one? No, you're good. You could figure it out. Here uh, is a detailed explanation of literally everything that happens in this episode. Except this one scene. You watched it. You don't need Which us. is kind of important for the rest of the season to work. Um, he basically is... is like one side is being normal and the other one is like they hate you they destroyed your life at blah 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 and i'm your only friend now so that's kind of it we cut to the tag it's another uh class rap it's not as successful i don't think as it's the not, spanish rap it is i would call it the sequel to disco spider and not as good uh but it is about anthropology and it does have uh professor bauer who, and then it kind of turns into just singing africa by toto mm-hmm uh, so you know it's still pretty fun, but it does not have the staying power. Yeah. Of uh, Disco Spider Esta La Biblioteca, and that is the end of the episode. And that means that it is time for great. I think this is a this is a fine uh, season two opener. I mean, we confront the the weird love triangle head on. In a way where we can all safely just kind of go back to like, yeah, whatever. They're all just friends. I mean, Annie, we we didn't mention it, but at the end, Annie is like, basically like, I'm not attracted to you anymore because now I think you're gross. Which so, fair. Which, he did get yeah. urine splashed in his face. So, um, you know, we confront that head on. You've got Betty F and White, BFW. She's great. She's is a great cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really dig it. It is. I mean, it's it's community's back, baby. Like it is more of community being great. Um, sure. And uh, I think it's 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 not one of the more outstanding episodes, but it is setting up to a lot. When the episode finished on Hulu, I saw what's what's coming up in the next handful of episodes, and I'm like, oh, oh crap, oh oh man, like I am so excited for this season. Mm-hmm. And so while while this episode on its own is like it's pretty it's pretty good, it's it's not that it's bad, but man, man we are setting up for some yeah. like really great community episodes. Um, within I, I won't spoil it; you'll have to wait. But within the next ten episodes or so, it is maybe my second or third favorite episode of Community ever. It is coming up. Dang, I look forward to I'm, it. I am so excited about this specific episode. Uh, but anyways, this episode, uh, I give it a, I give it a solid, uh, solid B plus. Um, okay. I'd probably say B, but like BFW, she brings it up just that little bit extra. She's a, she's a great cameo. Fantastic. Uh, good, good get by community. So very, very uh, good. Um, yeah. So I, I think you, you hit the, the nail on the head on this one because it is, it is so much setting up of this that, you have to get the 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 study group back to normal ish, to because this isn't a show that will just kind of snap to the status quo like, uh, if, like Futurama used to, Simpsons things like that. So you have to get it there, and I think, I think they do it in a in a good fashion. It's a very it's an enjoyable episode, but it's not like oh this is like my favorite episode of all time. I have to watch this forever. It it certainly sets up what we're gonna do in season two really well, um, and I think that there are some fun bits of it. You know, like I do love Betty White the same amount as you, or you know wherever that is, and the fact that she chokes out Jeff Winger in a opening episode of a season, and that we're saying this is you know you know not too weird is kind of amazing to me <laughs> based on where we are. Um, uh huh. But you know, I I think there's really funny bits, but I also think that you know, where it's a very Jeff centric episode. I think where you kind of lose a little bit of, you know, you lose you lose Shirley quite a lot. You lose Abed. You lose uh, Troy and Pierce. Kind of get shuffled off into the background as well. Um, not that that's necessarily a bad thing, because sometimes you have to have the story you want to tell. But you know, if Troy's main thing is I'm tweeting this week. It doesn't seem like as as good of a storyline as he could have had. That being said, I still think it's a very good episode of Community. It gets it gets us to where we need to be for some of the bangers that are coming up. 
So yeah, I think B plus is a good one for this one. We want to know what you all think about this episode about Betty White, who is amazing. Um, about we the Golden know Girls. What do you think about the Golden Girls? Should we do a Golden Girls podcast? I, uh, I, I don't think we should probably we should start <laughs> figuring out what our next podcast is in season two of a six season movie or a TV show. That's my personal take on that. We we want to know all these things and what it, what is the grossest thing that has been said on any of our podcasts? Oh, is I don't it, know if I want that to happen. <laughs> I absolutely do. Um, yeah, that's fair. You can you can let us know all these things and more. You can tweet at us at Good Greendale on Twitter. You can send us a message through our website, GoodMorningGreendale dot com. Uh, not uh what was it uh tribe of dorks.com we do not own that yeah we also do not own tribe of dorks.inc and we likely will never you can find us on patreon if you felt that this was worth your money and you can listen to a truly unhinged patreon exclusive <laughs> this week <laughs> uh spoiler it is definitely called millennial heaven <laughs> oh man it was so much fun to record that so uh you can find all these things at more and more um goodmorninggreendale.com is your place to go for all that good stuff until next time when we are talking about some fantastic season two episodes of community i have been ben and i have been mike I wish, I wish you, you luck. luck. Man or more could ever do. Sapient. I bless the rains down in Africa. Bless the rains. I bless the rains down in Africa. I bless the rains.